and on the campaign trail, former President Donald Trump compared the political left to, quote, vermin, as he promised to root them out of the country. The comment came during a Veterans Day rally in New Hampshire on Saturday. We pledge to you that we will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country, that lie and steal and cheat on elections and will do anything possible. They'll do anything, whether legally or illegally, to destroy America and to destroy the American dream. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Joining me now to discuss this and much more, our panel of reporters, Carl Hulse of The New York Times, Jackie Kucinich of The Boston Globe, and CNN's Daniel Strauss. Nice to see you all. Uh, okay, so let's start there uh, with where he uh, is. The former president didn't just do it in a rally. He was uh, very aggressive on his social media platform, again, through the prism of and in the context specifically of Veterans Day, uh, attacking the, quote, radical left as vermin and uh, comparing them to Marxists and fascists. So, you know, he's got all sides of the spectrum there. I mean, as I've watched the last few weeks, no one can accuse them of hiding their plans if he is uh, going to be reelected. The Times and others have done these pretty uh, substantial stories on what their uh, thinking is going forward. I mean, it was very out of the context. It was, it was wrong in that moment, obviously, for him to speak like that. But I think that we're just going to see this ratcheted up more and more and more. Yeah, I mean, th that's such a good point, is that they're not... The, the former president is, is not hiding what he says that he wants to do, not just when it comes to rhetoric and his political opponents, but also about the substance. Let's just talk for one more second, though, about his political opponents and the use of the term vermin. Um, we talked to historians like the Washington Post did, and we just need to say for the record that the term vermin was really effectively used by Adolf Hitler and by Mussolini to dehumanize people and encourage their followers to go after their opponents? I mean, <laughs> the truth is that Trump has had a great deal of success in trying to uh, rally uh, anger and um, sort of otherism to his side and to uh, use that as a tool to um, energize his supporters. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And, but beyond that, though, this, his remarks, using the word vermin, uh, and just the way he's run his campaign underscores that this campaign cycle is one that's going to be very negative. It is not going to be one that is about uh, hope and change and the political future. This is going to be one that is about attacking opponents, about highlighting and making voters feel that you are on their side with their grievances. Yeah, it's classic Donald Trump. He gets people motivated through grievances, through anger, through other uh, and all of the above. I should say that the uh, Trump campaign through a spokesman, Stephen Chung, said, quote, those who try to make that ridiculous assertion about uh, the notion of the, of the word vermin and what it means are clearly snowflakes grasping for anything because they are suf suffering from Trump derangement syndrome and their entire existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. So he's, he's 
um, deflecting and confirming at the same time. I was going to say, that la the last part of the sentence, I think, tells you everything you need to know. And we've just seen his rhetoric heighten and get worse throughout this cycle. There was a thought that maybe after January 6th he'd moderate. That is long gone. That is so very far in the past. And the po politics of retribution um, are really a hallmark. And, you know, you've seen some of his political opponents, even on the right, try to say, you know, he's about the past. We're about going forward, but that message isn't seeming to land with the Republican base, which is you know, con continuing to fuel his rise um, you know, to the nomination. I asked uh, the Republican National Committee Chair, Ronna McDaniel, about these comments. I did it on State of the Union yesterday. Let's listen to that. How is that different from the now infamous deplorables comment that Hillary Clinton made? I'm not going to talk about candidates that are in a contested primary. That's you can talk but to you him about that? what he's saying. You can talk to him about what he's saying. I, I haven't seen the whole speech. I mean, how many Republicans have you talked to in the hallways over the past what? How, how many years is it now? Uh, eight years, <laughs> nine, eight years, uh, where you said President Trump said X. Do you agree or do you not agree? And I haven't read it. I haven't heard. I haven't it. heard it. And so, look, I mean, this is going to be legitimately so, uh, the question that every Republican is going to have to answer for if Donald Trump still is, uh, well, he's the front runner, but if he actually becomes the nominee. Yeah, I, Trump does this stuff because it works. It does. If it didn't work, he wouldn't do it. He has said as much, you know, that he likes to stir things up. And I think that there are a lot of Republicans, especially after last week's election results, nervous about uh, this kind of language and, and some of the issues and uh, but he is he is not going to stop because it's not it's he's solidifying his hold on the base it's not it's not hurting him you know um, as we kind of get closer to the first nominating contest and we see what really happens as we eventually get to a general election we're going to kind of just put a flag down now and say that nothing that Donald Trump says should surprise, surprise us at this point. And it doesn't. I mean, this doesn't surprise anybody. It's just a fact. And, it's, and we're reporting it as fact. Something else that maybe not is surprising beyond the rhetoric are the plans. And you were alluding to this, Carl, uh, a little while ago, which is, let's just focus on immigration. His immigration plans that was uh, first reported by the Times, CNN has confirmed, I'll give some examples. Large-scale arrests of undocumented immigrants, detention camps for migrants awaiting deportation, reinstate and expand that travel ban on predominantly Muslim countries, and then bring back COVID-era policy, Title 42, which, of course, is an immigration policy that was lifted because uh, the Biden administration sort of didn't see any health reason not to. I mean, <laughs> these are... Uh, these all harken back to some of the darker points in American history. But one thing we should always, always remember is that what we've learned since 2016 is that Trump laid out what he wanted to try and do as president. And he's doing that again here. Uh, shame on anyone who doesn't take him seriously or, or, that, or say that they are surprised by what he would do in office because the voters believed him and knew, warts and all, what they were voting for in 2016, and he's making clear now what he would do in office again. And what Carl said is, is so key, which is it works. There is a, a very large part of the electorate uh, for whom this appeals to, not just the rhetoric, but the policy ideas.
Well, right. But we also I, we should mention that his the the escalation of this rhetoric is directly proportional to the amount of legal jeopardy that he is in. And there is a means to an end of degrading the judiciary, which he has done throughout um, his first term and also going into this. And so you you th that's just I don't want to you know, stop this conversation without you can't separate that. And that is very much part of the plan here as well. And and the otherism and to to you know, make sure that his base is solidified against the fact that he is in very deep legal jeopardy and that he's just a victim here is what he's trying to present.